Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations. Uh, we've got a good episode for you today. This is episode 28. And, um, Andrew, this is an interesting week for you. You didn't read any comic books. I've read no comic books. Yeah. What? Why? Was, uh, I'm, I'm now, if, if, if I'm this was me, I wouldn't Jesus. need to explain myself. You know that I don't always prioritize like, things. I'd be like, hey, Cody, you read comics this week? And he'd be like, no. I'd be like, cool. But yeah, with you, yeah. the guy who sometimes has been <clears throat> known to read 30 plus issues in a week. Yeah, I mean, Kree Scroll War burnt me out, which was 50 plus. Yeah. Uh, and you're still not, not exactly done, you said. Yeah, I have a couple of Thor issues that I need to read. But it wasn't so much that. Like, life has just been busy. Like, I am... I hear that. I am two episodes behind... No, three episodes behind on S.H.I.E.L.D. I am three episodes behind on Flash. You haven't watched any Flash. No. Uh, uh, I'm just behind on TV shows. Can and we start doing Flash nights again? Well, yeah. But you get home late, and then I... On Tuesdays. That's right. But yeah. I, that's, has that ever changed? No, but I have a... Like, a stable job now so i go to bed earlier that's right yeah i'm not taking anything personally i'm just no. asking you no i understand i understand um you also like i'm 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 willing to get down with it if you catch up okay yeah oh so are you is it a must that we watch it the night it comes out every week yes okay uh once i once i catch back up jerk what just kidding. <laughs> um, no, we, I gotta have my this flash. week we're kind of gonna discuss some uh, some animated movies and some other cartoons that are coming out and some that are rumored to be coming out. Um, Andrew, you want to kick us off? Yeah, so it's rumored that Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie uh, is coming out sometime next year, and it will be based off of the crossover series that they had that DC uh, and Boom, I think it's IDW. Uh, IDW is IDW uh, just released this last year. Um, the cover art looks amazing. I haven't actually read it. I, I definitely needed to dive in and check that out. Uh, but I'm excited just because Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just like this is the one of the best combinations. Yeah, ever. that's two really classic you know sets of characters. I don't yeah. I don't know who it's all like they're childhood in one. Yeah, I don't know who all they're bringing in from the Bat Universe, but. Even if you brought Batman into the Ninja Turtles realm, that would be cool. Yeah. Because uh, Batman's faced monsters and, and things. I mean, he's faced Killer Croc and, yeah. and Bane. and Not just that, though. I mean, their main person would be Shredder. And I feel like Shredder would kind of be like a Deathstroke. Shredder would be a great Batman villain. Yeah. I didn't even think about him. I was just thinking about all the, all the oh, monsters they fight. Be Bob from Rock City. Well, yeah, but there's like, don't they fight tons of aliens and other weird stuff? The turtles? I'm pretty sure they fight lots there's of. Cra- like, there's, there's like, there's like, they, they fight Corn, a lot of. Is that his name? Who's the one? He's like the brain in the stomach. Oh, uh, I'm for. Crank. Is it Crank? Crank. Or no, no, no. Crank. 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 Yeah. No. Anyways, yeah. So, but they've fought. What I'm saying is they fought monster-like characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Shredder would actually be the most obvious thing. And Batman is a martial arts expert, so he fits oddly well into it. It's just the fact that people see the, the turtles 
as these bright colored, you know, yeah, like Crayola colored, like I, I guess crime fighters. The IDW series has been pretty dark, so. Oh yeah, no, def- it's definitely got some edge to it. I read several of the volumes of that. I need, I need to, I need to just start. I think they're on like reading more turtles. Sixty now, I think, or eighty six maybe. I think I only read the first like three volumes mm. of the. You're talking about the new IDW series, right? Yeah, the one that's currently going. You know what's funny is that like. I'm like the guy who loves classic everything, but I have to say that I think the new Turtle series is above and beyond what the other one. Yeah, is. I mean, you have that classic volume one and the and the new series, and the new series is definitely better. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love the old drawings of the turtles. Yeah. They look so cool, but man, the story the story they have in like they dig into. Like when when Raphael's on his own, like they dig into him running into Casey and how Casey's, yeah, Casey really Casey's cool. dad is like a, this vicious drunk and yeah, it's like whoa, here's a here was a dude who I just thought was some like numbskull hockey player with you know, but his dad's a drunk. LeBron. It's funny because it's like his dad's a drunk and Raphael has it like oh I'll beat him up for you, but like Casey is like protecting his dad. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It made me appreciate Casey's character. A he's lot more. he's got a little bit more. He has, well, not he not more edge. He he has he has a soft a soft side, a sensitive side. Yeah, and um, so it's I'm been it's been a was long it, time was since it I've read that. That April and Casey get together. I do not think so, but maybe okay. maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I, I think they were dating in that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie that came out. Yeah, uh, a while ago. Um... I know that for the new movie, I think Stephen Armell, who plays Arrow, or, or Oliver Queen in Arrow, yeah, 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 I think he's Casey in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two movie, which I never watched. It's just funny because so I just, terrible. I just, here's my problem with modern casting: it's let's pick the prettiest people to play yeah. the most badass people, and Casey's not an ugly guy, but he's not. It's not who he is. He's not Mr. No. Perfect Norwegian handsome man. In fact, he's just like and, he's a he's a dark-haired, like gruff, tough yeah. New Yorker. And it annoyed me about Megan Fox as April O'Neil because like April in the in the series is kind of like Lois Lane. Right. She's not this like super duper pretty like gets no. away with her looks like and it's actually shown very well. In you mean the, skates by on her looks type yeah. character, yeah? And it it's shown very well in the Rebirth series. Uh, they have a, a series called Trinity, which is uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And Batman and Wonder Woman show up at uh, the the Kent's house, Clark and Lois's house, because it's the new Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has Wonder Woman next to Lois, and Lois has like more of a maturish kind of, like, seasoned look on her face. Mm. Whereas Wonder Woman's just dropped dead gorgeous. And so it's like, you even just in the art that you can see, you can see Wonder Woman has more of a, like, a beautiful look to her. Mm-hmm. Whereas Lois just kind of has a standard. It's like, it kind of shows how, how awesome Superman is. Like, not anything against women who are beautiful, yeah. but, like, Superman fell in love with someone who's real. Who, yeah, she's, who's more real. She's, she's not, not a... She's not a comic book 
super. She's. Weird. I mean, I suppose they they drew her as a comic book fantasy in the '90s, of course, because everyone every every female character was yeah at that time. But yeah, they they do make Lois look more real and and she doesn't look like some unobtainable benchmark of a yeah of a fantasy to pursue. Like whereas Wonder Woman is this crazy, you know, she's a Greek goddess. Yeah, she has to be. I mean, she was molded. Yeah, so it's like um, she was created to be that way. But. I thought Megan Fox was the worst casting choice for that ever. And all, and all I'm saying is that Stephen Amell, Amell, is that his name? Yeah. He's an awesome, I mean, he's an awesome Arrow, I think, even though I didn't carry on with the show after I watched a few episodes. But from a seasoned veteran of the show, uh, no, he's not. But He's not an awesome Arrow? He's not, he's not Oliver Queen. Well, is that him or is that the director freaking it up for everyone else? That's him. He's not, he's not a Robin Hood gallivanting swashbuckler which that's... he seemed kind of like that in the first five episodes that I watched really? like he's just so yeah. Yeah. dry and he plays it dark and he doesn't have this like upright spirit at all and I don't know even in the episodes they're now like when I stopped watching it they were going this way of oh he's going to be happier like, they're going to play him more as, like, a playful kind of way, kind of like they did in the comics with mm. Oliver Queen. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I still, I don't see Oliver Queen at all. Mm. It, it's just like Brett McKenzie as uh, James Gordon in Gotham. Mm. It's like, that's not Gordon. I don't care who says it. Like, Brett McKen- Ben McKenzie, uh, he is not, he is not Gordon. Gordon at all. Well, that's fair. I mean, I'm I'm just saying from the episodes that I saw, he didn't seem too bad. But I don't see him fit to play Casey Jones at all. That's correct. Uh, I always forget the name of the guy, but the wrestler who does character spots on the Bat and the Sun videos. I can't remember his name. He played Casey Jones in a Superpower beatdown, and the guy was flawless. Yeah. He has the character and attitude of Elias, the guy who played him back in the old... Uh, late 80s TMNT movie but he's even more yoked yeah so even more like you do not screw with this guy yeah definitely and I think that it's just because Amel is huge and yeah he, and, and he's, he's you know he's fit and he's big and that's pretty much and he's a he's a known face in the comic community he is so it's like they're trying to go that route as well some of my coworkers the other day were talking about, oh, Arrow, so good. So good. Not an I heart. Like so that. bad. And so bad. I was just thinking, this is someone who doesn't even watch DC, actually, who is saying this, besides Arrow. And I just don't understand how, of all, of all DC, you go with the Arrow TV show, one of the least acclaimed TV shows in the DC universe. In the DC yeah. universe. I mean, the first two seasons were up there just because there was nothing else. Yeah. And then Flash came on, and it was like, oh, why did I ever watch Arrow? Because Flash is so much better. But, you know... I will also say... But, but, but Grant Gustin isn't this amazing over-the-top <laughs> yoked... Like, I was going to say, uh, Arrow probably has that because uh, there's 100% more shirtless scenes in Arrow than there is in The Flash. I just think it's... If people would step back and realize how much more interested they are in the presentation of the beautiful people and all that. Yeah. And step back and, and look at look at that for what it is and not just pretend that it's some awesome show. Yeah. Because it really is that that draws a lot of these people in. A lot of these people who love that show are females. Yeah, I mean, it's on and, CW. 
So. And. That's why they gotta keep the drama to keep them interested. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought Arrow was weak, which is why I didn't watch after five episodes. But all I'm saying is that he wasn't my big complaint. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, the show's. He, he is not the worst part about the show. Felicity, uh, Felicity is the worst part of that show. Until she is, until Felicity is off that show, I will not watch it. Um. I will not go back. You said that she and Laurel switched places in terms of their annoying qualities. Yeah. Laurel was up there. She was just like, please leave. And it, like bothered me it's like get Thea in her her his little sister it's like get her in here mm-hmm. better she's so much better mm-hmm. and then Felicity for the first two seasons was awesome like I really enjoyed her character and then they were they went you know what she needs to be uh, more important than Oliver uh, because she she needs to be a strong female character I just went oh no and they just like made the show about her and her relationship with Oliver, and I was hoping they were going to go like an Oracle route, where she was like like Barbara Gordon. Yeah, and I was excited for that, and then they didn't, and then it just got so bad, and then she, her character just got like the character's character got assassinated, like they just <laughs> ruined her like so much, and then they just did this whole. Oliver Felicity thing and Oliver's whole life became about Felicity and I was just like this is garbage this is so bad and that was probably the last episode I'm of- glad I don't focus on the bad I'm glad yeah. that I'm I, that's why I don't spend my time on shows that disappoint me so quickly yeah and I mean the annoying thing is the first two seasons were good the third season just started going downhill and that's when they started upping the the ante with the Felicity and Arrow, uh, or Felicity and Oliver stuff, and then halfway through season four, maybe not even halfway through, it was that crossover episode with Flash. I remember the last episode I watched, and it was Oliver found out that he had a son, and he goes and sees the son, and like as he comes back from seeing this son, uh, Felicity goes, where were you? And then she's like, I saw that you had a test done and that you have a son. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I have a son. And she goes, how could you not tell me? And he's like, I literally just found out. And she's like, you still don't keep secrets from me. And she's going, yeah, I was... We, okay, you did. You told me this away from the microphone one time. Yeah. Uh, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever it's, heard for a plot point. You can't... It. I understand that some characters have an irrational side. Yeah. And that even though it's not realistic, you need to have things to keep the drama moving forward. Yeah. But that doesn't even really work as a plot point. That just seems really lazy to me. It was. That you'd have someone be like, oh, well, I'm still mad. It's like, well, but I, I think... wasn't keeping a secret from you. Yeah. What happened is... It just sounds like such a... Flash did a time thing, and he went back in time. You watched the episode with me, didn't you? Of what? Of... Because it was the crossover, so I thought we watched both of them. Yes, okay, we did. We watched, yeah. we watched both of them. And see, like, night. he went back in time and... Yeah, of course, of course we watched and that. that. And that didn't happen. Gotcha. But, it like, even though it didn't actually happen, because of the time thing, it just bothers me that that could have happened. Like, they 
were pl- like they had that in their plans. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm I'm just glad to be done with it. It's less stress in my life. Well, I mean, there are still there are still good things to look forward to. Yeah, like I Flash mean, and and Shield. Shields. I need to get man, Shield, and I say Ghost Rider, the 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 most beast thing on TV right now is Ghost Rider. Like spot on. The CG is incredible. <laughs> his character is just <laughs> the, excuse me. Like he is just awesome. I'll have to check that one out too. And then yeah. I, I know every time we talk about TV shows, you rave about Shield, and then I'm left here like I know I haven't done a good job. You need to get into Shield. You need to you need to get through. So one most thing... of the first season, and then Winter Soldier happened, and then the rest of the show's good. Gotcha. So a uh, couple of interesting looks. Uh, Mira and her yeah. and her look in, in that still uh, for the Justice League movie. She looks pretty. She's I mean, pretty she solid. Like you don't really know. So. Straight out of comics. Straight out of comics. But yeah, I like it when they just stick to the source material. And don't screw with things so much. I'm still not going to pay full price for this movie. How are we going to step around this? What do you mean? I want to see it when it's out. The same thing I did for Batman vs. Superman. What'd you do? I went to a cheap theater. Mm, yeah. I'll, take, that, I'll that, pay five dollars. Is that what we did? Yeah. Oh, you're right. I was like, I'm not paying full price for it. Was it on a Tuesday night or something? It was on a Tuesday night. Oh, but, okay. Our theater, the theater that we saw that has now gone to, I'm pretty sure it's, every day it's $5 now. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll be watching it, but I will, I will, I am going to see Batman. Uh, the Batman. The Batman. Uh, in Dolby Atmos. I do want to see that movie. I do, too. I, I trust Ben Affleck, so. I think, I think it'll be better than the Justice League movies. Yes, and I think I think he will know what to do. Yeah, or or I think he knows what he's doing. And then, depending on how well Wonder Woman is received, I will either check that out in the main. Last theater. night, one of our friends, uh, Kevin, he was saying that when he watched that movie, in or what probably watched watched uh, that trailer and in the movie theater for the first time, mm-hmm. he said he wanted to get, he he wanted to jump out of his seat. Oh yeah, that's what he said. He, awesome. he, he liked it that much. Yeah, it's and, a good trailer. And, and I thought the trailer was excellent, too. I just can't trust DC right now. So for you, it's more of just like, you're just being you're just being cautious. You're yeah, just, the Suicide yeah. Squad trailer looked good. <laughs> That's true. The Suicide <laughs> Squad trailer. Except for all stupid pop songs. But well, some yeah. of them were, well, they're all, the only they're one, all good songs. What are, you talking yeah. about? what are you talking about? No, I'm saying. There's maybe, there's maybe, okay, there's like two songs in the movie that I thought were kind of rubbish, but most of it. I mean, when they played "Sympathy for the Devil" for El Diablo, which is like you know one of my favorite favorite rock and roll singles, but one of my favorite rock and roll bands, and El Diablo is just so lame, in my opinion. Really? Like throughout most of the movie, throughout most of the movie, El Diablo. I mean, He's my favorite character from the movie. What? Yeah. How? Because I felt his character had more interesting backstory than any of the other characters. It was, it was shoehorned. At, at, I don't know. It, it, that was shoehorned? Yes. Everything else was shoehorned. That was totally... Harley Quinn, it was her totally whole character shoehorned. was she, shoehorned. Like, she did nothing. Her her and Joker's 
she and Joker's story made made sense to me. I thought that was fine. I don't. But why was she? Chosen I don't like. For... I don't like the Joker. No, but why was she chosen for this mission? She didn't do anything. She hit people with a bat. Oh, you're well. Her character's placement in the story is shoehorned. was shoehorned. I'm yeah. talking about at the last minute. Yeah, they go into detail about El Diablo's. Or no, pardon, oh. me. The, pardon me. No, in the in the middle of the story, they go into details about El Diablo's past. Oh, in the bar, and then like they shoehorn his shining moment into the end where he faces off with the villain. Shoehorned. I thought that was the coolest part of the whole movie. I don't know. It uh, was, like if if you maybe that maybe maybe it's one of those things where it's like we dislike the movie overall, but like for some reason I just I don't know. Oh. I mean, to me that was the least shoehorned thing. I thought everything else was shoehorned. Maybe it was just okay. You know what it might have been? It might have been his corny interactions with Deadshot. That would be where, it. where uh, Deadshot's like, "You gotta let the fire out." I said he was I'm cool, homie. I don't know. Yeah, I just well, I, I just reason, thought I just thought the dialogue, the writing, yeah, the dialogue. and how he just kind of well, here's the deal, bro. Is he didn't really have a lot of cool things to say. No, he sort of just kind of moped around, and that's what I mean. And I'm, I'm not the only person who thinks this. I know other uh, like people who aren't avid comic book readers, but people who who frequent the movies who mm-hmm. also told me they thought El Diablo was kind of weak sauce. Really? Deadshot, I actually think... I thought Deadshot was weak sauce. You think so? Yeah, 100%. See, I think he could... Well, I think I think he could have been badass, and they just went way over the top with it. Yeah. Like, too over the top. Because here's the thing, is you can you can take it too far, but just enough too far. Yeah. And with him, the pimp, the pimp outfit, which at first didn't bug me, and then I was like, well, that's really dumb. Yeah. And then just how... It was it was like he was more just Will Smith than than him playing this. Yeah, character. I mean that that's who he was always to, though. To me, see, and I guess the whole movie. He was I like guess that. I guess that was that's where we can draw this. We can have this line is that both those characters had one shining moment. Yeah, um, Dead Shots was definitely when he was on top of the car and he goes full out Deadshot and kills all the creatures. Right. Moral of the story is the that suicide. The Suicide Squad. The, well, yeah, but no, no. The trailer for, for expectations. The yeah. moral of the story is the Suicide Squad trailer looked excellent. Yeah, and it wasn't any good, in my opinion, in your opinion. The Justice League trailer looks kind of. Mm, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Like, I was going to say meh, but it was a notch or two below meh. Yeah, like, I didn't have any expectations for this, and it disappointed me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, I'm not just going to applaud every time a good rock and roll song is in a trailer. Icky Thump's a badass riff, I love, it's one of the best tunes Jack White ever wrote. Yeah. Um, but, I'm sorry, I, it doesn't fit it's not Justice League. Yeah. Justice League has this very otherworldly element mm-hmm. to it. It's yeah. it needs it needs a score that's magical. Like a John Williams esque score I think to it. My problem is and the, the you brought it up and I'm glad you did, is Metropolis and Gotham are these otherworldly cities. Mm-hmm. Like, Metropolis is this... The technology is so advanced. So advanced. It's like this futuristic place, and we we haven't gotten that. It's like this futuristic utopia. Yeah. Yeah. And Gotham is a run-down utopia. It's a crap hole. Like, it's just... just, Totally. 
I actually love the Nolan films with how they did Gotham. Um, and Gotham hasn't really been done poorly. No, ever. I don't think. No, even even BVS had a good Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Metropolis just hasn't. And so it's like you have Metropolis like, just looks like the nicer parts of New York yeah. in in uh, in the Superman movies that have come out recently. Yeah, and I mean. I, think, I can't remember if it was Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster or if it was Bob Kane who made the comparison. Some One of the classic DC uh, creators said Gotham is supposed to be New York at night and Metropolis, New York during the daytime. That's an that's a simplification of it, but yeah. everyone knows that since like the 90s, especially if you, if you read the comic book uh, series All-Star Superman, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they do such a great job of making Metropolis seem like this like untouchable utopia. Yeah. Like if the nicest parts of New York and like Tokyo had a baby, mm-hmm. it's just like this like majestic city that's just flawless. Yeah. yeah. And... I don't know. Metropolis just has no character in the B, in the BVS or Man Man versus yeah. Steel, Man versus Man, Man, Man of Steel, Steel movies. Yeah, but so I think like when you go back to that environment, it's like this is not. I just this hope they bring me of a Justice League movie. Yeah, I, I guess I just hope that they bring in that majestic, otherworldly quality to it, where it just feels like you know, you know, it would bring in the you're somewhere else the otherworldly uh, environment to it. You know. You know, if they actually include a John Jones. John Jones or yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah. It's like, actually bring are in, the two otherworldly characters. Bring in your sci-fi element. Yeah. Which is, which is, my problem is that this is implicit. This is there for your, for the taking and you're, yeah. ta- and you're removing it. Yeah. And you're putting in Cyborg. <laughs> yeah. Cyborg's just not that exciting of a character. He's not. He is... When he's with people his own age. <laughs> yeah. He'll be better that way. Um, this is just depressing me. That's fine. Let's so move on. Anyway, anyway, speaking, speaking of the Justice happy. League, yeah. speaking of the Justice League, I am happy to say that two of my all-time favorite superhero teams may, or for sure, I'm... What, this what, is for sure. This is for sure. Yeah, happening next year. Are having a crossover. The Justice League and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers... Are yeah. doing a crossover, so that's Boom Studios, Boom Studios and, and DC. DC. Yeah, because apparently the company that, that Boom, like the holding the holding company for Boom, like owns everything. Is that true? What didn't we talk about that? How like or what? what they what, they, what, what they own they own a lot of the uh, like TV. Is uh, it them or that they're a holding company that owns them and other things too? It's it's Boom. It is Boom. It's like Marvel and DC. Okay, I I for some reason I thought like it was... they, have, they have the comic rights. Gotcha. For some reason, I thought like they were just one of many <clears throat> labels and things that some other company owned. No. Okay. And then, uh, and then IDW, I think does a lot of the like classic cartoons. Well, IDW is TMNT. Yeah. Uh, and they do Transformers as well. Gotcha. Uh, how do you think this is gonna play out? Because. MMPR is different than the Justice League. Yeah. I, I have no clue. I'm just excited. I think it's going to be really fun. Or yeah. I should say it could be really fun. Yeah. It has potential to be pretty... It could be a letdown if you get yeah. if you get it in the hands of a bad writer. The yeah. nice thing about comic books is that as long as you have a good writer and a good artist, you 
it can't it can't be that bad. Usually, yeah. It doesn't usually, I don't know. There's so many more variables in making a film. A film? <laughs> no. Am I wrong? There are no, so I many. Mean, there there, are, there are, are so many variables in making a good movie. It really comes at the end, like your your chief editor mm-hmm. and your director and director of photography are going to make the film. Or and like at that, you're going. It's going to be the writer and the inker. Right. The writer and the inker and the and the editor. Like the editor of comics, they're the ones that go. It was pretty cool because I saw this like layout and. Um, most of the time the writer is the editor, but, yeah, uh, in, like, classic sense, like, if they were writing a, like, a comic back in the days, there was an editor who would say, I want this, this is my main story that I want, and then he'd give it to the writer and go, can you make a dialogue about this? Can you write it out? Right. Then the writer would go to the inker and say, hey, here's my script, can you draw this? Mm -hmm. And so the inker would, or the penciler. And then the, the penciler, penciler yeah. would write in, then the inker, the would inker make, does all the shading yeah. and stuff like that. And then you have a colorist, uh, and then you have a. Uh, oh, I forgot his name. But there's a guy who, like, I, like, bold. Like, he'll go over, like, dialogue and make sure it looks well. Like, yeah, well, and then well. I'm sure there's, like, airbrushing and stuff, too. Yeah. And, like, li- little textural things. Yeah, so comics are actually really complicated. They, 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 they are, used to be. But it's. They are, but, but it's, uh. But think about movies nowadays. Oh, there's so many to mo- to, compared to movies back, you know, forty years ago. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's funny because I think so much goes into with... sound editing. Holy yeah. crap! Think about how good sound of movies is nowadays. Oh my gosh! People don't even realize it, but what? There. This is just another one of those things that annoys me with with talking with people about movies is. People don't realize what they're responding to. Why they think modern movies are so much better is really—it's really just production value. Yeah. It isn't like the source material or the core, or the core concept is any better. Yeah. Than a lot of classic stuff. It's production like sound, and what you know the explosions in your face and mm-hmm. how more immersive movies are able to make you feel because of the production. Yeah. Or it just it heightens your senses. Yeah, definitely. As Eric Matthews would say. It heightens your fifth sense. <laughs> heightens your fifth sense. <laughs> no, anyway. Sixth sense of smell. <laughs> no, but only anyways. some people are lucky enough to have that. Oh my gosh, I love Eric. Eric Matthews. But anyways, Justice League and MMPR, for me especially, uh, just that holds a lot of nostalgic weight because uh, MMPR. I think was the first superhero team show that I was obsessed with. Because prior to that, I was really just obsessed with Batman and Superman by themselves. Yeah. I I, I hadn't even I hadn't even gotten into all, you know, all the comics and stuff yet. So, yeah. uh, MM, MMPR on the X-Men. <clears throat> I would say the only, the only other superhero team that I would say I like more or as much as, as, much as MMPR or more would be the X-Men. But... The X Men would get slaughtered by the Justice League in any way, shape, or form, whether it comes down to intelligence or it comes down to that. Yeah. And even like, if I just don't even. That's the thing, though. Do you think the that MMPR is gonna is gonna have any relevance if they're working with or against the Justice League? There's no clue. Because we don't really know how this is going down. No. We don't know if this is a versus thing. We don't know if it's them working together thing. Yeah. Because. 
And Na- naturally, he's... I want to think that it's a versus thing because of Batman versus Superman. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. Beca- yeah. because they're teams. Yeah. Why do you need more? Yeah. There are already so many extensions of the Justice League, so I would think the crossover would have to be them getting in one another's way. And for those or who, something, for those who don't happens. know, the crossover. Anytime these crossover stuff happens with DC characters, um, they're not part of the canon. Um, just just uh, for your information. Because Marvel crossovers are very different. For my information? No, for the listeners. Oh, you looked at me. Um, I'm looking. They're not in the room with us. I can't look at them. Okay, you can look away. Instead of making me feel like a $2 jackass. Oh, I'm yeah? Just, I'm just A $2? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I paid to be one. He has $2. <laughs> um, no, and so just... So we, we don't know how this is going to work out just because, like, they're not setting up in the comics. Because it's not yeah, part yeah. of the canon. Yeah, yeah. I I get that. I'm not like, oh, this, this could ruin, you know, the foundation of, you know, the core Justice League source material. Once again, I'm not talking yeah. to you about this. So, yes. I understand that. <laughs> uh, hey, moving on. Don't do that. Star Trek what, what and that? Aliens. Another crossover. Now you're just changing uh, the subject. 2017, which this is an interesting, like, what? I mean, it works, and it's funny that this is happening because we were watching Aliens today in the theater. Santopia was doing a, a, a double feature of Alien and Aliens, and while they were ro- walking around on the rocky terrain... In Aliens, in I, Aliens I said to Andrew... That rocky terrain kind of looks like some atmosphere in Star or in, not, or not in Star Trek. a planet in, in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. And then and then I come home and look at my phone and it's like Star Trek and aliens doing a crossover. I'm going, oh, Cody predicted the future. I guess. Um, and then we made a maybe, joke about maybe how not. aliens is totally Star Trek. Oh yeah, I said. <laughs> no, I think I said to you. I was like, it's okay because Star Trek and aliens is the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're um, not two different takes on science fiction at all. No, uh, so it'll be interesting. It'll be cool to see, see if Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek did a crossover with Green Lanterns. Um, they've been doing a lot of just random crossover stuff. I I heard about that one. I haven't read that. Yeah, I haven't either. I heard it was okay. So I'll have to check it out. And then uh, the Logan trailer was released uh, for the the last. The last uh, feature of of uh, Hugh Jackman as Hugh Jackman as Logan as Wolverine and uh, uh, we're kind of meh about it. I was just underwhelmed. Yeah, because they're going the old man Logan route. It didn't look as good as old man Logan. It, it's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> the problem with that is old man Logan has old man Hawkeye. Then you have Hulk's whole thing and the reason why they're not there. Then you have the fact that Logan, in the Old Man Logan series, he's the one that kills all the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Which is why he goes into hiding. Uh, we don't know what happens <clears throat> in it, in parts, yeah. but like just... The, what? Sorry, I'm yawning badly. <sighs> what was shown in the trailer was him and... Was that a, was that a girl or a boy? It was a girl. It's X-23. Okay. It just looked like... For those who don't know, X-23 is Wolverine's clone. It just looked really forgettable to me the way they did it. Yeah. 
I I mean I haven't been invested in the X Men stuff since Last Stand, so I don't know. I, I don't still know. haven't seen Apocalypse. I I'm sure I'll end up watching it at some point. Like if someone's like, "Hey guys, want to watch a movie?" I ha- I, re- I rented this one and it's X Men Apocalypse, and I'll be like, "Okay, I'll watch that." But I can't. Like, I like, can't really see myself going out of my way to watch for, that movie. For me, it'd be like, "Hey, we've watched all the movies that have come out." Except for X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> Should we watch it? And I'd be like, I've got other stuff to do. And they said, please? I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I still wouldn't be enthusiastic to watch it. I was I was actually talking with friends uh, just yesterday. And they're like, yeah, we kind of forgot that Apocalypse happened. Like, the movie actually happened. And I did too. Like, people bring it up, and I go, oh, right, that was a movie <laughs> that came out. <laughs> that happens all the time. Yeah, except I don't do that with any of the Marvel movies. I don't. The only Marvel movie that I haven't seen... Well, not Marvel... Well, hold on a second. The only one you haven't seen is Iron Man 3. That's what I was going to say, but then I was trying to think if there was anything else that I hadn't seen. No, I've seen all the rest. You watched Ant-Man with me. I think Ant-Man is the only one that you actually showed me. It's true. I think uh, all the other ones... Well, most of the, the most of the franchise I saw before I met you. Yeah, but I feel like you... He and I, I haven't known each other ten years. No, we're, we're new. Going, I mean, we're new. This is... Ooh, new friends. Uh, in, what, two days? It'll be our second anniversary. Is that a fact? Yeah, because you moved in. I oh my gosh, you you're so in, right. Like the day after Halloween. I, I did move in the day after Halloween. Mm-hmm. I remember one of my first memories of actually interacting with Andrew was I was sitting on the couch like a dork watching MMPR, which is fitting considering we're talking yeah. about MMPR, and Andrew walks up the stairs from down in the games room, and he's like. Talking, I think you're talking to Miles or Scott. You're like, is Cody watching, or you're like, is he watching Power Rangers? And I'm like, yeah. And, and he's like, he's like, that's awesome. <laughs> and I don't know if you if you even knew that I liked comic books at that point. I think I did. I knew you're a Batman fan. I mean, you have a Batman tattoo on your arm. Yeah, but it's not like I go around waving it around on everyone's face. Just mine. No, <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. I mean, I knew my about Batman it. tattoo. Yeah, but I knew about it. So you know, never mind. That, so like, it only took like a week. Up high. Ah, that was a oh, that was good. That was a good high five. Um, Andrew's a nice boy. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so we're kind of mad about. So this last one, which is news, this last bit of news is actually a pretty big doozy. Um. For for people in the comic community, uh, one thing we talk about, uh, very f- frequently. Is is character like don't ruin the character continuity, like don't ruin their continuity. We talk about this with Brian Michael Bendis because he does it all the time. He did it with Iceman. He does it with the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's doing it with Iron Man. Um, he just he ruins it. And so there is a recent comic that's been going on called Mockingbird, and it follows the character Mockingbird, who is uh, Hawkeye's ex-wife um and 
it was okay. Like I've I've read a couple of issues and it was like okay. Um, the biggest thing about it though, and something that I just it's very obvious from the very first issue, is um I mean the it's written by a a woman, uh so there's a lot of like feminist viewpoints, which is totally cool. Mm -hmm. Like I'm fine with that being in comics. Uh, we've talked about this before. I mean, Miss Marvel is full of it, but it's done tastefully. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, her recent issue, uh, I think it was Mockingbird number eight, uh, and I think it's the last one. They she retconned part of her character that really affects a lot, and it actually just kind of made me angry reading it. Just because I I felt like it was a it was doing a disservice to women. Um, in this issue, she her and Clint are who is Hawkeye are having this like th therapeutic session, mm. um, and Clint is talking about the time that she essentially killed someone, um, but didn't really kill him. She just let him die. Um, she didn't save him. And he was hanging off a cliff, and he asked her to help him up, and she didn't let him. The reason she didn't let him is because this man drugged her and brainwashed her and essentially made her have sex with him. So essentially raped her. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was that was the excuse that she she said I was justified in doing this because of what he did to me. Um, I'm not letting I'm not going to let that affect what I think about the situation. And it was this pivotal moment that Mockingbird was able to move on with her life. She's able to be strong in this situation and keep going forward. That she was able to overcome her attacker. Uh, Hawkeye freaked out on her, and it kind of made like this It made him this kind of like unsympathetic. Like he's not listening to what she's saying, um, and and then like it, it made her a, like a strong female character. Um, and it even showed that, like, yes, uh, sometimes men, most of, a lot of times, men just don't listen. They, they, they stick to their, their principles and they keep going forward. And Hawkeye is a very principled guy. He's a very, like, you don't kill, no matter what. Mm. Um, in this, so in Mockingbird number eight, they're going through this marital session. Not marital, I think it's just, like, a relationship kind of thing. And he's like, you killed this guy... And because because he raped you, and she goes, no, he didn't rape me. You keep saying he raped me, but he didn't. So, and then it even has her talking to this guy is called the Phantom Rider. So essentially, he he can't die. Um, and then it has a scene with her and the guy, and he's she's like, I'm sorry, like that I cheated on my husband with you. And they made it this whole like now she's just sleazy. And she slept with a dude and then regretted it. And when he tried to say, no, I won't let anyone else have you, she let him fall to his death. What the heck? And and then it makes, it makes Hawkeye right. And I'm going, what did this, what did you just do? Like this, and it bothered me. It's like, at the end of it, like, it, we're going to ignore that. Now you're taking a person who was able to be strong through a sexual assault, through a rape, and she was a survivor, and you're making it, yes, 
women can still be strong. Even this can happen to even strong women. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you kind of made it. Nope, weak women are the only ones that have to sue because this would never happen to a strong woman. And that's like, weird. and it's I get. I mean, I get that it's not implying that, but that's something someone could take away from this. That's like, what it looks like to yeah, some people. Yeah, and there was even a. I was talking to someone, and they said that they when as a as a little girl that they had actually read that growing up the whole mockingbird situation they saw that and they said even strong like this can even happen to strong women and we can get by it and she said that inspired her as a little girl that no matter what a woman can be strong through any situation yeah um and so it 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 bothers me um that this happened and the fact that this is the place that comics are where it's it's just it's it's really just Marvel. DC's gotten a better grip on it, where they can just they can write whatever they want mm. without any sense of character continuity, and it's it's it really hurts. Um, and I actually liked the Mockingbird Mockingbird character, but now I like her less because of this. And it's like you're just a terrible person. Um, and then not only that, but then she's she used her regret. Uh, they're making it look like if that didn't happen to her, uh, because she's saying it didn't, that means she was falsely accusing this guy of rape to get out of murdering him. It's like, you're ruining the character. You just ruined the character. Like... So what you're saying is they just ended up making the character look worse. Yeah. And it, it bothers me in that way. I mean, a lot of people are... Going at it from the whole feminist point of view, it's like I don't care. What that? Well, what do you mean? Uh, the cover of the issue says, uh, "Like I think it says, ask me about my fe- feminist agenda," and it's Mockingbird wearing the shirt because the the comic is very full of feminist viewpoints, and people were annoyed that they're forcing feminist viewpoints into the comic. I was like, I don't have to read it; it's totally cool. Um, but then this happened. I was like. Now I just won't read anything that woman ever does again, just because it it hurts me that she was able to do this. Just like I won't read Brian Michael Bendis stuff anymore, yeah. just because of what he does. Um, but just I just I'm annoyed when writers throw away comic continuity for their own storylines, um, and I I wish they would stop, but I can't control it. I can just not buy their stuff. You can. That's why. So we have a little short bit, little short yeah. segment. Um, Andrew, who are your favorite villains in the DC and Marvel <clears throat> universes? Uh, Doctor Doom is my favorite Marvel villain uh, because he's an, uh, he's doing things for the right reason, and he knows it. Uh, and then Lex Luthor, because in a sense, Lex Luthor is correct. Yeah. And what he does. Just the things he does are... Yes, he's just a terrible person. But his ideology behind why he does it is correct. Or at least it's respectable that he thinks that humanity needs to stand up for itself and be its own... Yes. Yeah, we need to be our own men and our own women and not rely on... Super beings. Yes. Yeah. And that's why... That's why Lex is... Right. Yeah. That's why Lex is, I would say, my favorite DC uh, villain. He's just... 
He's the quintessential DC villain. Yeah. Because um, he's just a man, but yet look at who his arch nemesis is. It's the most powerful character in the yeah. franchise. Or not the franchise, in, on the label. So, I mean, I mean, I, I can't really think of anyone else as important, any other villain as important in the DC universe as he is. Because like what you were saying earlier... Because he's not just... In our, in our, in our earlier... Yeah. Well, I mean, he... Well, he mostly is, but he affects so much else. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's he's fought against the Teen Titans. He's fought against Justice League. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Yeah, but the, those those two outfits have a, a connection to Superman yes. in one way or another. But what, one thing I wanted to touch on is that as awesome of a villain as the Joker is, without Batman, he just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And we were talking... Uh, about how that's it's the same thing with Green Goblin. Like Green Goblin's really cool villain. Is a really cool villain. Um, I still don't know if he's my favorite Spider-Man villain. I think it's Doctor Octopus is my favorite Spider-Man villain. But Green Goblin, like he doesn't work without Spider-Man. Um, yeah. And just like Joker. But I was we were talking about this. Like, if I had to pick a favorite Batman villain, like I was saying earlier, I'd probably pick Bane. Bane. Um, I mean, that's just either Bane or, uh... Ra's al Ghul, maybe? For me, it's Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is cool. I think I'd pick Ra's. Um, and I do love the Joker. I mean, those are my top three. Yeah. But, uh... In the the DC... In the whole spectrum, in the the grand scheme of things, Lex is is the most... Yeah. He's the most seasoned, the most experienced, the most dangerous guy yeah and he's extremely smart well and that's the thing is the reason he's dangerous is because he's kind of right um and because and he has his all all those resources yeah that even wayne probably can't touch yeah and it's the biggest thing is because he's he's charismatic um he can back up everything he says and so when he does that people just follow uh they'll give him money because Mm -hmm. he's he's correct so, what gets more difficult for me with with the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. is that in the comic books, I think I'd honestly have to go with Loki. Okay. Oh, uh, in the comics? Yeah. I, I, I've always liked... Well, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I love Loki in the movies, too. Comics are movies. But I love Fisk so much. Oh, and Daredevil. yes. Wilson so, Fisk in the comics is really cool too. I just haven't read him. Yeah, he's just one of those villains that I haven't read what he's in. But um, in no, in comic books and film, I've always liked Loki. I've always liked that the trickster mm-hmm. that. And he does it in a way. I mean, people always compare him to the Joker. He's really a more. He's more grounded. He's doing things for a reason. Yeah. He's not chaotic. He's not the chaotic evil that Joker no. is, no. No. I, I think people aren't looking at Loki for who he really is when they yeah. say that. Because, yeah, he, I, mean, he, I guess there, there's the trickster element, but, like, the Joker's not even... The Joker's not really a trickster. No. Like, that's his that's his facade. Yeah. Is that he's just this crazy, this, this kooky clown. He's just crazy. He's, yeah. He's a psychotic homicidal maniac. Yeah. Which Loki is not always. Yeah. It depends on what's yeah. going on. Um, and uh, anyways, I think 
if I got more into him, I'm pretty sure Fisk would end up being my favorite. I just, I loved him so much in both seasons that he appeared in Daredevil. Oh my gosh. Dude, that prison scene in Daredevil. At the end? Uh, where, where he's, where he's talking to the guy and he's like, I told you, you wouldn't spend your last day alone. And he's eating, and he's like, he's eating there. And he's like, there can only be one king. There can only be one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he's sitting there eating his fancy dinner on his paper plate and his wine out of his plastic cup. And like, and then he drinks his wine and then, then like, it hurts his cut lip and he goes, mm. like that. Yeah. And he's cutting it so prissy yeah. after he just demolished someone. Punisher. Huh? It was Punisher. I'm trying to remember. Oh, no, okay. Well, hold up. I'm trying to remember the continuity of, of that scene. Well, I mean, he and Punisher went at it, yeah. But the, was, gu- the guy who was... Punisher is the one that stabbed that guy in the neck. Okay, that's right. That's right, that's right. But yeah, but the but the fight that he's hurt from is Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, that scene is crazy. Uh, and the, and the, I was thinking more of the scene with him and Matt Murdock. In the yeah. in the. When when Matt goes to visit him. Oh my word! And it's a lot where he's across the table from him and he, and he pulls him. him and he smashes him. Yeah, that was terrifying, utterly terrifying. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Like, I was telling friends on Friday, I think, that... Maybe it was Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Yeah. That it was... It was one of the moments that I was truly afraid for a uh, a superhero's life. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I knew the rest of the season would happen... It just freaked you out. It, I was like, oh, no. Like, no, 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 no. Why would you do this? Um, I ha- I haven't felt I hadn't felt that before. Dude, Kingpin is scary. Yeah, he's really scary. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I I I'd say so. For me, I, I I'm just gonna go with Kingpin just because of the Daredevil show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and since I didn't read comics, Cody did though. Uh, I did. And so, what? what's your favorite recent read this I week? read volume one of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is issues zero through four. And it's really cool. So, basically what they're doing in this new Power Rangers story arc is they're keeping all of the uh, continuity pre-Tommy Oliver, just the mm-hmm. same. And they are, well, even up through Green with Evil, mm-hmm. they're keeping, so basically, they're starting off with Tommy... He's, you know, as a good ranger. Mm-hmm. He's not the evil green ranger. Yeah. They're starting off with him in this position of, like, I'm the new guy who just joined the team. Yeah. And the other rangers don't really trust him. Kimberly doesn't have a problem with him because, of course, she's Kimberly. Yeah. But uh, Jason, Zach, uh, Trini, I can't remember what she thinks, but Billy feels even more left out. Because he says to Trini, yeah, he's like the rest of you. He's tall, good-looking, good fighter. And um, Trini consoles him. So they're shining a light on Billy feeling more like the outsider. Like he's not, like, you know, he recognizes that he isn't the cool one. Yeah. That's implied on the show, but they never go into it. The show wasn't deep on it. Right. Deep. They didn't didn't go deep into it at all. He's my Um, favorite. Uh, but they make Billy seem like a, 
he seems like he's gonna be one of those characters where like when you need emotional pull that's yeah. that's that's where they're gonna go is with with that character because just from the one the one issue where, where they talked about it or where, where they shined a light on it, it it seems like it's something that he was thinking about very very hard hmm. like he's like yeah he's just another one of you guys yeah and um Billy feels left out of it because he isn't the best fighter out of all of them. And then Trini's like, look at what you do. And, and Billy goes through and he's analyzing the circuitry of the Zords and what makes them function the way they do. And they kind of learn that um, the Zords react not only based on how well you manage them, like manually with, with all the switches and all the... And all the, uh, the technology on the inside of it but how comfortable you are commanding your zord because the the zords do operate through voice control as well Mm -hmm. like on the show i honestly it looks like they're just saying they're shouting you know like all systems go double down and it's like anyways so all those things they're saying in the comic books they say those things for a specific reason like jason gives tommy a command and he goes he, he says double down and Tommy's like, I don't know what double down means. <laughs> and there's this one one issue where they focus on Jason and Tommy and how they need to be better team players. And and uh, that was in the TV show, but it wasn't really it wasn't really realistic. In this, they're talking about miscommunication. Mm-hmm. How Jason gave an order. He's like, I gave you an order. You didn't take it. And Tommy's like, I don't. I didn't know what you meant. Yeah. You can't just. And Zordon was saying you can't just expect. The other rangers to know, yeah, your commands if you haven't explained them. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need to have your strategies planned out before you go into the field. Yeah. So they're trying to be more realistic, I think, with like how a team would actually operate. Yeah. If that's what they were doing, that's pretty cool. They also have them inside a simulation, like the X Men do. Oh, they have their own danger room. Yeah, isn't that sweet? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it's a danger room or if it's uh, um virtual reality but mm-hmm. it's a sen- it functions as that essentially yeah. and uh Tommy's haunted by Rita in his mind and that residual uh hold that she had on him like he has himself convinced that he was only so powerful because she gave him the power mm-hmm. and he's trying to get his mind back on track but those are some things they talked about and then issue 4 ends on a cliffhanger so I can't wait to read issue 5 yeah well Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Well, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks That's, for listening, uh, guys. We'll, we'll get you next week.